Honestly, I think the design system is working when it helps you more than it hinders you and when it helps you speed up your workflow. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Thanks for bearing with us. Well, we had a little bit of a break there, but we're back. We're ready to tackle this whole podcast thing, um, you know, going forward in 2019. (laughs) We had a lot of travel, actually. Yes. Not to make excuses, but we have. (laughs) Yes, but it's nice to be back for sure. Yeah, for sure. Today, we thought we'd talk about uh, quite a hot topic in the design industry. It has been for a while, continues to be, from what I see in terms of meetup topics and things like that, and that is design systems. I think it's something everyone's wanting to know about, wanting to figure out how to do it, how to do it right, if they should be doing it at all. Uh, so we thought today we'd talk about our experience with that and yeah, how we've been approaching design systems in our work, how they've come into play. First though, Femme, it's been a while since the people had a catch up from us. We just had like a little private one before the call, which we don't usually do, but that was nice to just have a chat. How have things been going? Got any, I don't know, any project things, any life things to update us on? Well, I'm currently in New Zealand as we record this. Now it's my turn. I think the last episode we released, you were there. So we're kind of taking turns. Yes, I was. We've swapped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm currently here enjoying summer with my family, which is really nice. It's so nice to just take some time off and sort of have no plan and sit in the sun and go for a walk with the dog if I want to or like catch up on email if I want to do that. You know, it's really, really chill. So that's been very, very nice. While I've been here, I have been trying to catch up with people that I know in the design community here. I did a little talk last week at Paper Kite, which is a little sort of dev shop agency in Wellington, my hometown, at their Friday show and tell. And next week, I am going to be speaking at Creative Mornings Wellington, which is super exciting. That is exciting. So yeah, it's been fun to kind of, while I'm here catch up and and be a little bit involved with the local design community and share some of my knowledge and experience over the last few years while I've been away so yeah that's been really fun and totally like not design or work related at all but actually tomorrow I'm going on one of the great walks of New Zealand which is like a four-day hike in the wilderness so I'm going to be like completely offline just nature like there's not even cell signal even if I wanted to you know check my email or or send a tweet so I'm really really looking forward to that just being out in the wilderness with my family and hiking for three days will be really fun that's awesome and perfect weather for it at the moment in New Zealand yes yes tell me about you because you were in New Zealand and then you were at a company retreat in the US and now you're home you've been all over the place catch us up yeah, I sort of did a ended up doing a whole loop of the globe. I might have mentioned that actually in the last episode, but yeah, by now I've flown around the whole world in the past six weeks, which is exciting and exhausting. I feel quite jet lagged, to be honest. I didn't get much sleep um, a couple of nights ago. I was up for like several hours in the middle of the night. It's just unfortunately one of the things that's like less glamorous to talk about when it comes to living that digital nomad, like traveling everywhere life is the recovery time. But yeah Mm. doing all right now though and the trip was amazing spent a month in New Zealand with my family I was there like you said in the last episode we just had our Convertkit company retreat in Oceanside in California which was so fun I always just uh, I love my team so much it's so nice to hang out with them this was an especially great retreat you know lots of 
good good bonding time and you know strategies discussed and things like that and now to be honest I'm just really excited to be home in my own office sleeping in my own bed <laughs> and like yeah feeling like I can get get back to some sort of a routine I I ignored so much like you talking about um you know living in the sun and like going outside not having a schedule that's what I did in New Zealand too and as a result I'm very behind on many things <laughs> and ignored so much like life admin stuff as well as side project stuff that I had to do oh yep <sighs> yeah I'm kind of excited to be getting back now and uh like figuring all that stuff out because it was starting to stress me out that it was all piling up you know mm -hmm. yeah um at the moment actually this week as we're recording it they'll all be out by the time this episode goes out I've been working on a series with Webflow about building out an e-commerce store. Awesome. This is hours and hours of footage of like literally every single detail of me building out the store, um, you know, edited into something that is a bit snappier, obviously, and more fun to watch. But it's been a lot of work. But also the first one launches uh, like about an hour after we finish recording this. So I'm excited to see people's reaction. <laughs> that is so exciting. I, I know you've been working on this for a little while, so it must feel good to finally start publishing it and getting the feedback yeah exactly i've got to film a little bit in the webflow studio when i was in san francisco cool. the other week as well which was fun that's so awesome i can't wait to watch it well thank you shall we get into today's topic though because i feel like we could catch up forever but, yes you know the people have tuned in for a reason and let's let's give them that content that they came for yeah so i guess we want to chat a little bit about design systems, but maybe it's good to start with the difference between design systems and style guides, do you reckon? Because I, I feel like a lot of people use them interchangeably. So what do you think from your perspective, what's the major key difference between a design system and a style guide? I see a style guide kind of as more something that gets handed from a designer to a client at the end of a branding project to tell them how to use the different design elements they've created. And that maybe a style guide is more about, it's more about a brand in general. So it's not just how to use the logo and, and the colors and things, but also tone of voice and like maybe an illustration style, like everything that comes into to making that brand. Whereas I see a design system more as something for internal use for designers uh, to have together all of the little pieces of the platform that they design for to make it easy to stay aligned and keep up to date and also make it faster to work with their designs. Does that kind of sound right to you? Yeah, to me a style guide is more about the application of the brand, so more from a brand perspective and could be public, right? Like if other people wanted to apply your brand to something. And then a design system, yeah, for me is more for internal use and not mostly, in my experience, it's mostly about products, so UX, UI design, but I, I think it can also branch out to marketing and brand as well and be sort of an overall big design system, design language about how we apply and use design internally. Uh, and, and I agree as well that I think it also focuses a bit more on the platform side than than the brand perspective. Yeah. So I guess in case someone, this is their first introduction to hearing what a design system is, which, well, I feel like a lot of pressure to try and explain it now, but <laughs> think of all the little atomic pieces that make up an app or, or a website, like buttons, type styles, icons, 
um, certain ways you might arrange, uh, you know, a piece of text with an icon, like how these things work together. All of that is stuff that would go into the design system because all of that is stuff that you really want to have looking the same throughout uh, in order to feel aligned and for it to feel like it all comes from the same place, right? Like you don't want to have three different button styles throughout the site, like different shapes and things, unless they will mean different things, in which case it would be detailed specifically for what to use them for in the design system. Yeah. I, like you just mentioned, have mostly seen design systems applied to products, like an app in the UI and UX design, but I really do think they're applicable to marketing design as well. And I recently made one for ConvertKit. I put together a, a design system for our marketing site. And that was a fun exercise to go through because I hadn't really seen many examples of it. So once we get past the general stuff we want to talk about, I'd love to go into more detail about the process of making that. Yeah. What's your experience with working with design systems? I'm assuming Uber has one because yes, <laughs> they're Uber. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole uh, platform design team and they work yep. on creating the design system. And yeah, like you mentioned, it includes things like typography, uh, UI elements, patterns. It's, it's like building blocks, basically, right? Yes, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, so as a product designer, I sort of outline and wireframe these experiences and then when I'm ready to to work on the UI and how it looks visually I'll go to the design system and I'll pull in the different building blocks that I want to use or that I need and you know when they all fit together then it looks like a nice harmonious design because the design system has been designed I feel like I'm going to say design way too many times in this oh episode. yeah we're just gonna have to <laughs> deal with that yeah <laughs> but I feel like the system has been designed in a way that you know, you, you can bring things together and you have a harmonious design. I think that's really key about creating a design system. So in terms of practicality, we have our design system living in Figma. And this is really helpful because uh, Figma is really good at sort of, you can toggle on and off different team libraries. So we have design systems for all the different sort of apps or platforms that we have. So I can toggle on and off the design system that I need relating to what I'm working on. So for example, if I was working on a project for Uber Eats, then I can turn on the design system for Uber Eats and have total access to that in my file and drag and drop the different building blocks that I need to work with. Uh, so that's, that's how I use it. I, I use it pretty much on a daily basis almost. And the nice thing about having it in Figma is that I always have access to the latest, right? Because our platform team can push changes and we can get them instantly. So we're always working from the same group of assets, basically, which is super, super helpful. Yeah, that makes sense. And does that mean that, I don't know, do you ever come across a time where you need to update something in the design system or does is that not part of your role? That's not part of my role directly, but if I had a suggestion or... Maybe I was looking for uh, some kind of component or block that didn't exist and I had a good use case for the platform team to to add it to the design system. Uh, then I'll go to them and, and request it. Or there has sometimes been times where I've designed one on my own because I, I need this particular UI element and it doesn't exist. So I'll create something myself to use. So it kind of depends on a case by case basis, depending on like whether the little block I'm designing is very specific to my use case or could be something that could be used, you know, in, in other ways throughout the, the product as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think it's fair to say that most of the time a design system 
is like a design is created before the design system. Does that make sense? Like you wouldn't start by designing all the buttons. You'd probably start by designing some screens of the app or the website or whatever, and then pulling the patterns from there. Or I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I've never actually thought of that. Uh, maybe you have more experience doing that since you sort of did this recently. I, I've never actively designed a design system. So I actually probably wouldn't really know where to start. I guess in most cases you have already an existing thing, right? You have an existing app or an existing website or an existing platform. And usually like in, in my case, what I've seen is people get to a point where it's really messy and really hard to use and they've got no order and no structure. And that's when they decide to sort of consolidate everything they have and turn that into a design system. I've never seen a case, although I'm sure it exists, where they have nothing and they're starting from scratch with a design system. Although if someone has done that before, I'd be really interested in hearing. Yeah, I would too, because personally, I couldn't imagine designing that way. Because I think that in order to work out what the button should look like, for example, or what the type styling should be, you need to really see it in place to like figure out the size of it. What color should it be? What other things is it going to be around? Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing it the other way. But yeah, I just had a thought there of like, which came first, the design or the design system? <laughs> um, when I did ours for, for ConvertKit, we, we had an existing marketing site, right? And I'd been seeing a lot of stuff about design systems and thought this sounds like it could be useful for me mm -hmm. because um, especially in Figma, like you talked about, I've set it up in Figma as well. It means that if you need to t make a change to a button or to a color, you can do it in one place in the design system and it'll update across all your designs. Nice. Super easy. And it also means that I'm doing less opening a file and copying and pasting something, you know, being like, oh, I know I designed like a block like this before. Let me go find that to, to like bring it in here. Or, you know, designing something similar, but not quite the same, which then isn't so aligned. But yeah, I went through our marketing site, basically, and started analyzing it and pulling out things that had been reused. So an obvious place to start, like we've already mentioned, is the buttons and the typography, but also our icons. I also I've put our logos in into our design system so that it's easy for me to just grab a logo and drop it in whenever I need to add it into something screenshots of our product as well they're used throughout the marketing site so I have a page in in our design system of screenshots of different pieces of of the app navigation you know like how we have our top navigation across the site the footer things like that that's in there and was this you just documenting what already existed on the marketing site yeah that's where I started yeah so what happened next like did you realize that there were opportunities to fine-tune it or create new elements or what, what happened next? I don't think I designed anything new in the design system, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it meant taking elements that, are, that were already in Figma and kind of refining them and setting them up to be better as a design system component. The header navigation, for example, basically, if I wanted to put it on to top of a dark background, I would usually just go in and change the colors manually, like just quickly change the logo to be white, change the text to be white, the border around our button to be white. It only took a few seconds, you know, so I just do that if I wanted to have the navigation on top of a, a dark background rather than have it, you know, the, the full color version. Mm -hmm. 
But now in the design system, I have it set up where it's just like a thing I can toggle on and off. Yeah. You're like, oh no, this is a light navigation. So let's toggle this one on. So good. Yeah. Maybe it sounds ridiculous when I put it like that because it's saving a few seconds, but those seconds add up, man. Oh no, we have that too. And it also leaves less room for error. Like, you know, maybe the white that you use would be a different shade from the white that I would use. I don't know, for example, right? Great point. So I feel like it it helps to kind of keep things consistent and set a precedent for how things should be used and adapted in different scenarios. Yes, that's exactly right. And I think that's even more important for a team of your size, whereas I really only have myself to blame if colors are different between different <laughs> files because I'm the only one designing pages for our marketing side. But yeah, totally. That's that's a, a great reason to have a design system. I think we should link to a few things in the show notes. I nearly said description because I've been filming so many YouTube videos um, about Figma design systems because it did take me a while to wrap my head around it in terms of how to set it up because you've got to get like really fine-tuned with it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the first thing you should do for setting up buttons is to create the shape of your button. So that is one component. And then you nest that inside another component, which also has the button text to it, which you then like repeat instances of for different color buttons. So it means basically that if you then need to change your button shape, you don't have to go through and do that throughout all of your buttons. You change the one shape component and it will update throughout. Yeah. That probably sounds really confusing. Maybe, I don't know. I get it. Yeah, but it, it was hard for me to wrap my head around how far exactly I had to, br- had to break everything down in setting up the system. Yeah. But yeah. There was a lot of great tips that the Figma team have given things like naming stuff in your components the same as what it is in your code base as well, because that really helps when you're working with a developer or as I used to do, building out my own designs. So all of the icons, for example, we have an icon font on our site and I've named the components that is the icon shape for me to drop into my design, named it the same as it is in the code. So that it's really easy to know what to use. That's very, very smart because I often have trouble where I'm calling a button or calling whatever a, a UI element something and the engineers are trying to search for it and like oh. nothing comes up and it's because it's, yeah, has a different, different terminology. So there's a bit of inconsistency there. So that's really, really a smart tip. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine how much work it must be to go through an Uber design system and update something like that. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess that's why we end up with, with that sort of thing. But yeah, if you're starting a design system from scratch, would highly recommend doing that because it's helped me out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and we'll definitely add some resources in the show notes. Uh, Holly from the community actually also shared with us a new Skillshare course about design systems Ooh. that I think is by Brad Frost, who wrote the Atomic Design book, which I really recommend. So we'll make sure to to link that as well so you can go and check it out. Yeah. Holly asked also, like, how do you know what makes for a successful design system and how do you measure that it's working? Honestly, I think the design system is working when it helps you more than it hinders you and when it helps you speed up your workflow, uh, for me anyway, and maybe for other organizations it might do things like you said in that it solves the issue of designs becoming out of date or misaligned with each other. What, what do you think? What do, what do you think? makes for a good design system. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I think a successful design system is one that is helping the team work more efficiently and also more consistently together and more harmoniously. And ideally, you 
also have success in terms of implementation and engineering as well. I think there's things that we could do in in my team to kind of improve that because there's a little bit of misalignment. But if you have a design system that matches engineering and works together, then I think that is extremely successful and going to help you be so much more efficient and implement more effectively. Yeah, for sure. I think that you could easily go too far with a design system as well. In that, I don't know, a worry I have with it is that if everything you put in your design has to come from the system, where's the room for creativity in that, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. When I was going through and analyzing our site to see what I could put in the design system, there was a lot that I was like, oh, I could put this in, but then I'm like, wait, but no, every time you've done that, you've also tweaked it a specific way to fit with this, you know, use case. So maybe it's not quite so as aligned as that. And I like to consider, even though obviously I want our site to look cohesive as a whole, I also think about the user and what they need out of each individual landing page. Like that is more important to me than having all of the headers on the site look the same, for example, because that doesn't work for every single use case and there might be better ways to showcase things um, for different scenarios. So yeah, maybe my advice is to, yes, use a design system, but also know when to go off system as well. (laughs) Yeah, I think that must be one of the most challenging parts of making a design system is trying to predict all of the use cases, which a lot of the time is, you know, really, really hard to do. And I definitely come across times where I pull in a an element or, or whatever from the design system and then it doesn't quite work in my use case or on my screen. So that I think is is quite a big challenge if if you're someone who's creating a design system. Trying to keep that in mind is really important and I think I would also recommend that if you are tasked with this challenge to to create a design system is to talk to the people who are going to be using it. You know, in your case, Charlie, it's it's just you, so you kind of know what you want and you kind of have a good idea of, of what to create. But I think if you're creating this for other people, you know, include them in the process as well and, and do some sort of internal research, I guess, and talk to them and understand and learn their use case for how they would apply things and keep that in mind when, when building out your system. That's also another thing Holly asked was, how do you know when parts or all of the system need updating? And I think you just gave the answer basically is if, if you're finding that you're adapting something or I don't know, every single time you use this piece from the design system, you're doing it a different way, take note of that. And that's when it should be updated in the system, right? And so if you're the one making the system, you need to talk to people using it or else you won't know that sort of thing. Yeah. I think also here is where the style guide or brand could also play a part. For example, if if the brand at your company gets updated and suddenly you have new design principles, you know, maybe your design system no longer aligns with the new principles. So that could be another situation where you might want to revisit what you've created. Yeah, man. Speaking of um, rebranding, I wish that I'd had a design system already set up when ConvertKit rebranded last year, that would have saved a lot of trouble Uh, if I had just updated the system and all the buttons and colors and things throughout my design changed. But yep, sadly that didn't happen. I've just been manually changing things over in my design files as needed. Mm -hmm. 
We also got a question from Mark who asked, how big of a product or team do you feel would be required in order to implement a design system? So, I mean, in your case, Charlie, there's just you. So I guess for you, one was enough to warrant creating a design system or what was kind of the underlying motivation of why you wanted to create this now? Honestly, I think my motivation started from everyone's talking about this. I feel like I should try this out too. (laughs) And I'm so glad I did. Honestly, it's helped so much. Like not only in speeding up my workflow now in terms of just being able to drag a button in or whatever, or, you know, dragging all these different components that I need, but also in terms of taking a whole look at the site, how often do I stop and like stock take, I guess, everything that I've created recently. That doesn't seem to happen much. So that was really valuable valuable exercise to go through. But I'm well on board for design systems, even if it's just one person, I think it saves saves you time. It's very small at the moment, but I'm starting to set one up for my own website and for my own like brand. Nice. YouTube graphics and things that I make. Cause it doesn't just have to be a website, um, especially in Figma, you know? So I've got like a thing in my Charlie Marie design system for when I might put a URL in a little rounded oblong at the bottom of a video. I make a graphic for that. So you know, that's in the design system. Super easy for me to just whip one up whenever I need it. Yeah. For me, I don't think it's about how many people are using it or or how big your team is or how many designers you have. I think it's more about like, if there's a situation where you're constantly reusing something, then that already, I think is enough reason to, to turn something into a system. Yeah. For me, it's not necessarily about how big your team is, But if you are reusing things a lot and you're finding that every time you have to, you know, find that file again or like, you know, last time it was a square, this time it's got rounded corners and you want some consistency, then that's where I think a design system can really help. And like you said, it could be for a company or it could just be for yourself and your own personal brand. I don't think design systems are only for for big organizations. Yeah, maybe it's more about the size of the project rather than the team working on it. Like... Say if I had a client who I was doing like a three page website for or something, don't think I'd bother setting up a design system for that. Especially if it was like a one-off thing, like I'm doing that design once and handing it off to them. It's not something I'm gonna be expected to maintain over time and it's only three pages. So, you know, you could you could use components still in Figma, but you don't need to set up a proper full design system because that was that is a lot of work. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's more about the project size. I think so. What other questions do we have from our community? We've got one from Joe asking for suggestions on tools and frameworks that can help get a design system built. Honestly, all I know is Figma. I, I do know there's other ones out there, but the only one I've used and could recommend is Figma. In, any idea of any others that come to your mind, Femme? Um, I know that some people like to use Notion for design documentation and have sort of written documentation to assist the design system using Notion. But in terms of like where the actual assets live, then I definitely recommend Figma. And if you wanted to have some accompanying documentation, then I I do hear that Notion comes highly recommended, though I haven't used it myself. Yeah, and I think that for the design system to be successful, it kind of has to be in the thing that you're designing in, right? So that you can use it easily. Yes. So Figma makes sense. Um, I know Adobe XD has a good system of components. I don't know if they call them that, but you know, that thing, component symbols, whatever that as well. Don't know if Sketch is quite as good at it. Maybe it is recently. I haven't used Sketch for a while. So (laughs) maybe, I don't know if it got better, but yeah, I think it should be within the tool that you design in. I agree. Yeah. If if you're using 
sketch don't go and make your design system in photoshop that doesn't make sense no and stop using photoshop for web design in general (laughs) (laughs) Uh, another question that joe had was um well she was asking about getting everyone on board and saying that currently the situation that they're dealing with is get everyone on board and agreeing with the values and founding principles of the product so design principles this i feel is separate to design system Yeah, I feel like design system is more about the assets being used and that has been created on top of the foundation of design principles, right? Like design principles is kind of the underlying foundation and then from that comes the design system. Yes, that makes total sense. Maybe we should do a future episode about design principles because I'm, again, I'm sure Uber has them being a company of that size. We went through an exercise because I went to a Figma. It was actually a Figma meetup and I can't remember the name of the woman who spoke, but she was amazing. And I'm going to find her name and link it in the description show notes (laughs) (laughs) because she gave a great talk about how design systems are the step before. uh, Wait, how design principles are the step before a design system. That's what I mean. So I got interested in that and went through an exercise of trying to figure out some design principles for ConvertKit. I will say that I don't know how much we think about them on a day-to-day basis. But every now and then I like check back and I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm doing that. So maybe they're just more of a gut thing because we know our brand so well, me and Dylan, who's the product designer. But yeah, I would love to talk about that some more. So maybe that should be a future episode. Yeah, let's do it. Because I think once you get to a team size of like a critical mass, it's it's better to have them written down or at least defined somehow like if you're a smaller team I feel like it's easier to kind of all be on the same page but if you grow then you really want these sort of founding set of principles written down somewhere at least yeah that makes sense cool so future episode topic adding that to the list future episode (laughs) cool all right I think we're getting to the end do you have any last thoughts about design systems or I guess maybe a a last question to ask you is how is it going now having a system that you can use has that helped you in your work do you feel like you can work more efficiently yeah for sure a hundred percent I have things like even a desktop size web template you know with a bootstrap grid set up in my design system so I can just like open a new file drag that in and that's my like blank canvas to start with you know it's, it's helped immensely. And I would say that my advice to people trying to get started with it is to not get too overwhelmed because I was super overwhelmed in trying to make this happen for ConvertKit. Um, I'm actually going to be making a video taking you through the design system and like showing you how I've got it all set up for ConvertKit. So if you're interested in a marketing site example, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes when it's done. Um, and we'll also leave a link to some for products that I've seen because it really did help me to see other examples, which is hard to do through an audio podcast format. So yeah, if you're feeling overwhelmed, (laughs) check out the examples and I think they might help you wrap your head around it a bit more. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Be sure to check out the show notes. We'll leave a lot of resources and things in there. If you are getting started with design systems or maybe you already work with them on a daily basis and you want to know more about it, then yeah, check it out. Sounds good. All right, fam, where can people go to hear more episodes? You can go to designlife.fm. That is our website. And there you can find all of the episodes. I think this is episode 150, right? I think it is. That's pretty exciting. 150 episodes are there free for you to listen to. Go and check them out. 
We're also finally on Spotify. I think we might have mentioned that last week, but we still have people asking about it. So I just thought I'd say search for Design Life and um, we'll be there under podcasts. I don't know if we've, I don't know, got good in the algorithm yet to come up top of the search results or if Spotify even works like that. But yes, we are there. So you can go listen there. Uh, if you would like to request a future episode topic, any any hot button design industry issues you want to hear us talk about, then please tweet us. We're at Design Life FM. Would love to hear your thoughts. And also, if you're enjoying the show, then please leave us a podcast review. It really helps us get the show out there and we read all of your reviews. So it's really nice to read. Yeah. Do you think Spotify does reviews? Is that a thing we need to look into? No. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But for now, Apple Podcasts would be great. We would really appreciate that. Yes. All right, fam. See you next week. All right. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.